Good morning and welcome to the Diamond Chronicles, True Tales of Trade, Trust, and Betrayal. Judith, Judy, Juju, what are we calling you this week? Do Whatever we have a name? Whatever you want to call me because that seems like I have a few names name. after your performance <laughs> last week that come to mind and it's none of the three above, okay? Oh no. Oh no. How was your week last week? Yeah. Now, you're doing your GIA course. Any updates there? You seem to be quite knowledgeable about a few <laughs> things before we came on. So I'm assuming... I'm working on it, Colin. You know you're the longest it's taken anybody to complete really? that course that I've had in my low these 40 decade, four decades in the diamond industry. Yeah, you know what? And I'm, I'm thinking that I learned so much more from you. Is that, that what it is? Because yeah. I thought it was your perfectionism <laughs> that was causing you to... I'm almost certified, so almost give it another week. Yeah, almost certifiable is probably a better <laughs> thing. Are you doing over there? Are you surviving the heat? Well, you know, I, as you know, I'm a rollerblader. If, if uh, you know, my Instagram, my personal Instagram is at Colin David Ferguson. And yes, I'm surviving the heat here. It's going to go up to close to 30 or 30 again today. Brutal. But I will be out on that seawall for... A minimum of two and a half, usually around three or four hours, mm -hmm. blading around like a, uh, I don't know, like what really, but I'll be out there for sure. I'm just nice. looking out the window here from the the beautiful view we have uh, high atop the Marriott Pinnacle Hotel in downtown Vancouver, and boy, the ocean is glass right now. Yeah. There's not a breeze, and you know, you get that kind of smoggy effect, right, which is well, it's big cities all over the world, you know. And speaking of all over the world, this week we're going to be talking about what makes diamonds special. So, let's get started. And where? what do you feel, Judy, are what makes diamonds special? Well, there's so many interesting things about diamonds. I think the coolest thing is the fact that there's no other substance on the planet as hard as a diamond. Yeah, I guess that's true. Hey? Right? It is. And do you know that that's the reason that De Beers, the legendary, iconic diamond company started by Cecil Rhodes way back in the late 1800s, why the company did so well in advertising? And if you recall, there was the ad, a diamond is forever. Is that the one we use in our intro? Outro? That's the one we use yeah, in our intro. Is the, well, in those days, you know, it's interesting because De Beers wanted the whole world to know about diamonds. Right. And they invested a great deal of money in a product, mm -hmm. really, that as we're learning today is, is very plentiful. Now, not in the quality ranges. Right. You know, there's certain areas that are, are more valuable. But, but let's start our talk. My suggestion would be, if we were going to start a talk about what make, makes diamonds special, mm -hmm. I think we should start in Vienna, Austria. Okay. And I think we should start in 1477. You were alive at the time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Okay, that's right. Even with your GIA certification, you will still be an asshole. Okay. Um, no, <laughs> 1477 was um, Archduke Maximilian began what really was transformative for the diamond industry. He began to the diamond engagement ring business and mm -hmm. what he did was he gave mary of burgundy a um, 
a diamond. They refer to it as diamond set in gold, but he put the letter M in diamonds in gold. And this, of course, was the genesis or the beginning of the diamond engagement ring industry. And, and look, if it wasn't for the diamond engagement ring industry... There would be no industry. Right? There would be no diamond industry. Mm-hmm. You remember that from the other podcast. I you're remember really some things. To, you're becoming somewhat <laughs> impressive. Hey, your early days were kind of dim, oh, as we know. God. But yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So the diamond engagement ring, I think, what could the M have stood for? And what if it was a W upside down and they got it wrong all this time oh in history? <laughs> and why? Maybe it stands for why. What? Like maybe the Duke was going, why am I doing this? <laughs> right? Like what? Like so many guys who get engaged, like why the fuck am I doing this? Right? right? So that's you women who are listening, uh, engage people. It's not really what guys think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they think about things like I could spend the money on new tires. Yeah, <laughs> like new tires, a holiday, anything else. This, you know, De Beers had the this. This is special about it is the De Beers guideline for owning a diamond engagement ring, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because they had a tremendous amount of luck when the guideline was that you spend two months salary. So that if you made a hundred thousand a year, it's still the guideline. Oh my god! It's two months' salary out of the year, mm-hmm. and um, um, they raised it to three. Right. Well, inflation. And, and well, but nobody went for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess so. Inflation, but they just wanted more money in the industry, and they thought we did so well with the two, and so they had to bring it back to two. So, <laughs> so that's a diamond engagement ring, and you know, the, the you're right about the fact that they're hard. You know, the only thing that can scratch or, or damage a diamond. Now, now, don't misunderstand this. Diamonds have a grain like a piece of wood does. And if you hit it along that grain, it will splinter. It will break. Mm-hmm. Um, you hit them with a hammer, they're going to smash. But against the grain, they're the hardest naturally occurring substance. That's exactly right. So it's basically indestructible love on your finger. Innocent, right? That's so beautiful. <laughs> so, it's so emotional, indestructible <laughs> love on your finger. Yeah, it's kind of like that, right? And you know, this is the other thing about diamonds: why they're special. Mm-hmm. They are the ultimate symbol of love. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about this a lot. We talk about with our clients a lot. We talk about the fact that you know the only return on a diamond is beauty is beauty i mean it's not about buying these things it's about owning them and it's you know about being able to go out and stick your diamond engagement ring out there in this world and have it be the brightest whitest most beautiful diamond i mean i think it's the only return Mm -hmm. i mean guys go out there all the time and try to figure out a way to kind of get around it but you know unlike anything else people buy Mm -hmm. The diamond engagement ring goes with you wherever you go for the rest of your lives together, however short or long that may be. Um, (laughs) Well, we can't talk about these things without talking about the fact that, you know, um, that uh, not every engagement ring in marriage works out. So, you know, I'm a bit jaded having been divorced, but I can tell you this, the diamond that woman got... She that could. Woman. Hey, <laughs> that woman. <laughs> I'm referring kindly to the mother of my children and my ex-wife. But it was a diamond where 
you know, wherever it went, mm -hmm. she had the prettiest diamond in the room. And I tell guys all the time, that's what this is about. That's what makes them special. Mm -hmm. If you don't have one that's the prettiest, and it's easy to do it's, it, it, in every budget. I mean, there's always going to be bigger and smaller diamonds. That's just a fact of everybody's right. life. Um, but there shouldn't be more beautiful. Mm -hmm. Because for her, the emotion is love. Right. And the returns beauty. And that's what, what was that line that you like? Crystallized love on the hair. Yeah. It's so, <laughs> it's so beautiful. Crystallized love <laughs> so on emotional. the hair. Yeah. <laughs> so, so those are some of the things. So yeah, so we're, we're in Vienna, Austria at the start of the diamond industry. Um, so, so what's next? What did you, I know you did some homework. What else did you find out special? Do you know, here's some things that uh, I think people would find interesting about what makes diamonds special mm -hmm. is do you know that 80% of the diamonds that are mined are used for industrial purposes? Right, because they're the hardest substance. That's right? exactly. And their ability to conduct heat. Right. Like they're a better heat conductor than copper by 100 times, for example. Right. right. You know how they, I guess you may or may not know how they run copper pipe through houses. and But yeah. Oh, that reminds me. So I'm trying to connect to Wi-Fi at home, but my building is so old and it runs through like copper, I think. Right. Yeah. So I'm like a limited. That's fascinating, man. Judy. So do fascinating. I look like you're a landlord to you? <laughs> like, do I look, and do I strike you as someone? I mean, I'm about as handy as a foot, right? So. <laughs> You know, like, I'm not the guy to be asking these technical questions. To. You'd be the guy to hire someone to do it for you. So so here's another thing that really, you know, do, do you mind if we come back to our subject today, sure. which is why diamonds <laughs> are special? You know, diamonds are portable, invisible wealth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so can you describe what that means? For so, so who we're know? dealing with. The, so, yeah, let, let's talk about that because you know we live in a world right now where the banking system, where governments are fragile, and people are looking for ways mm -hmm. to to uh, make their wealth less obvious. They want to get it out of banks. I mean, certainly this has been one of the big issues with Bitcoin and all the rise right. of these other currencies, but. This is what I call one of the secrets of the wealthy, and it's not that big a secret, is the fact that, you know, you can put your money in a diamond. I mean, that stone sold recently, that vivid blue diamond that's 15 carats, that weighs three grams. Mm -hmm. There's five carats in a gram. And um, I could have that under my tongue right now, 50 million US dollars. Wait, stick your tongue out for me. <laughs> See, there's a there's a picture of me in one of the articles we'll post on the website about um, a, have with a ten carat in my mouth on my oh, tongue. Really? Yeah. Oh, I gotta so, see that. So one. yeah, the, it's so exciting to see that picture with me <laughs> with my tongue out with this huge diamond on it. But yeah, the, I mean, this has been going on for a very long time as a way to move wealth, mm -hmm. right? And so this fifty million, I could have it under my tongue. All the countries in the world trade in these things. Mm -hmm. Right? It's not like there's countries that don't. Every single country in the world trades in them. And you know, it's interesting, the mining and the operations have moved all over the world for, for generations. But yeah, I could have this diamond under my tongue, walk across a border. I mean, when's the last time you got searched under your tongue? By the way, unless they put those, even if you get called out for an x-ray, 
because I've been here, I've done this, I've, you, you know this, I've traveled to internationally with literally millions of dollars right. worth of diamonds in my pocket. And I, you know, I remember one of the times I was flying through YVR out of Vancouver here somewhere, and I had all these diamonds in my pocket, and there's this map that you step on that directs you okay. into the... Uh, I guess it's some sort of x-ray system. And right. So I went into the x-ray system and I had the diamonds in my pocket. Now I had a carnet report, which means it was being done legally. I wasn't leaving the country. Yeah, without. you weren't smuggling diamonds. No, I wasn't the smuggling diamonds. I'm not a mule, okay, <laughs> right? And and literally, I, um, I went into the x-ray machine and I put my arms up and they x-rayed and I thought, for sure I'm getting searched. For okay. sure, they're going to. Yeah. So I, I, I walked, and I remember getting on the plane. I was on my way to Singapore, actually, mm. and no one stopped me. No one questioned me. No wow. one looked at me. And um, even when I landed in Singapore, I thought, for sure, they're going to detain me. And search. Look, apparently, with these x-ray machines, because I went to them afterwards and said, you know, I have these diamonds. I became so paranoid. Oh, you keener. Um, and keener? Is that <laughs> But I wanted to know why. Okay. Um, and and apparently, unless they set it on a certain setting that is not random. Right. Um, these it, were loose stones, though, right? These were loose diamonds, okay. about five million dollars worth oh of God. them in my pocket. Okay. That's crazy. So these are some. This portable wealth aspect of owning a diamond is one of the things that that makes them. It's a secret of the wealthy. I guess it's a secret of the wealthy no more. Mm -hmm. But you look at some of the asset classes and, and look at them as an investment. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at a pink diamond nowadays with the closure of the Argyle Diamond Mine. I mean, it's probably the fastest growing hard asset class in the world. Right. You can hide it. It's, you know, war-torn countries and countries much older than us here in North America because we're really still roughing it in the bush. We've mm -hmm. never seen a war on our on our shores Knock on wood. right <laughs> yeah exactly but you know countries like china countries all over the world that have had wars people always have portable wealth with them because they never know when they're going to have to lift shift and get going mm -hmm. so that's another aspect i think that makes these things so special and and it's often an overlooked one so what else makes a diamond so special, Colin? You've been in the industry for forever. <laughs> for like two decades before you were born. What, what else makes a diamond special? You know, one of the things that, well, you know, I always think about the marketing and the sales and all that of a mm -hmm. diamond. But, you know, even before that, you know, the Greeks and the, the Romans used to believe that diamonds, for example, you can, you know, I always think of romancing the stone. Whenever guys get engaged, I tell them, look, romance the stone. Do something more than just give her the ring. Right. Engrave her name inside. You know, set a little diamond inside the ring that touches her finger and give her a poem or something that's all hers. So she, when she goes and shows her girlfriends for the rest of her life. I mean, I focus a lot on this stuff with guys so they know this is how you do it, right? right? Romance the friggin' stone. And girls will go, oh my God, that's the prettiest diamond I've ever seen. I get this all the time. If you're not getting the prettiest diamond everybody's ever seen, especially her, don't get it. Mm -hmm. Okay, pure and simple. And uh, I always tell them to have a good story. So however you gave it to her, 
We don't recommend putting them in glasses of champagne anymore in case she ingests it. This has happened on more than one Stop. occasion. Oh, yeah, true oh story. Gosh. I have some real stories. We're going to have to do some uh, a podcast on those stories. But, um, no, it, the romancing of the stone really started way back when with the Greeks and the Romans. For example, they believed that diamonds were splinters from the stars or they were the tears of the gods mm -hmm. that had fallen to earth like how beautiful is that if you want you know it's funny i always tell our clients with natural fancy colored diamonds nowadays that they are the tears of the gods where they laughed so hard they cried cute right cute. does that make you a little emotional that's so sweet <laughs> are we okay today yeah i'm a little, a little unstable again yeah. so yeah right it's the heat. I honestly think it is. It's yeah. driving me crazy. Like, that's a long drive. Um, okay, let's keep moving along here. Um, so, yeah, no, that's, that's, so that's some of the thing, their hardness. I mean, look, as a piece of jewelry, mm -hmm. here's the thing about diamonds compared to emeralds and rubies and sapphires and all the other ones, is you can put them in a piece of jewelry and friggin' wear them all the time they don't scratch they don't mm -hmm. you know break and chip and crack because of what you said about the hardness scale they're hard mm -hmm. you wear an emerald engagement ring emeralds a very soft stone oh, really? even sapphire which is a second Where hardest are they on the scale um do i look like a I, I know this I, i'm just kidding the the sapphire which is the second hardest gemstone mm. oh okay right popular gemstone is an eight on the scale okay. so you see people go out and get sapphire engagement rings right. i don't understand scratch, why they scratch right. right hands hit everything people do dishes people mm -hmm. do you know i do more than my share these days but, <laughs> but that summer in vancouver yeah exactly so yeah so that's what makes them um special and um you know uh, for me personally, the fact that, you know, I talk about Vienna, Austria, the fact that these have taken me all over the world and mm -hmm. where I've gone and what I've seen and the different cultures and how they deal with diamonds. For example, right now I have a sale to a mainland China we're working on, that vivid pink diamond. And, you know, this guy has wanted us to do some things that are a little less than the norm in business, and we've refused and refused and refused. And I didn't tell you this, Judy, but apparently someone is going to show up in Vancouver to acquire the stone. Can you oh, imagine? Wow. So that's, that's going to get resolved. This has been going on for weeks, but it's a different way to buy diamonds. And, you know, we deal internationally. We've done it for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And um, the stories I could tell about that are just over the top. But yeah, special. Special is where they've taken me all over, you know, China. And, and to do business in China, you hear about this, it's a very different marketplace mm -hmm. from other marketplace. I mean, more caveat emptor, buyer beware, or seller beware than anywhere else in the world. And, um, uh, you know, places like having an office in Antwerp, Belgium, and seeing that all over the years, and, and watching the changes in the industry. And, you know, this is my segue again, I guess, into talking about lab-created diamonds, because... 
you know, a couple of years ago, not very long ago, we'd be talking about the fact that, you know, diamonds come from somewhere near the center of the earth. Right. And, you know, frankly, now you're looking at mine diamonds where, and look, if you have a mine diamond, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That mm -hmm. was the industry at that, that time. That was the industry. That's what was right? And, and Exactly. And you look at De Beers and the stories about De Beers and the bloodletting, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to call them blood diamonds, that took place over the diamond industry. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, you know, I mean, a 3.5 billion year old diamond can be produced in a lab in a couple of weeks mm -hmm. and no one can tell the difference. How frightening is that? But we'd, we'd be talking about things like how, you know, diamonds formed 100 miles down in the earth. Mm -hmm. Right? It's hard to think about going straight down and not coming out the other side a hundred miles. <laughs> but but that's, that's where they were formed. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, the industry itself, I'll say this as well, I don't think it's going to have any problems at all converting from, you know, raping Mother Nature for her jewels to having these ethically clean diamonds. Yeah, I and, like that paradigm of the, the fur coats of the gem world. Yeah, yeah exactly. Really well, that's what they're going to become. I mean, yeah. I, I think you're going to see people who won't even admit they have one. Well, the good news said, is you can't tell the you difference. You can't tell the difference. And, and there's no, again, there's no stigma or anything mm -hmm. involved with that. Mm -hmm. But does the fact that, um, you know, the industry is moving towards that, is it a good thing? Absolutely, 100% it's I a good so. thing. It's yeah. more ethical. They're going to have to close the mines. Mm -hmm. And I say this all the time. There's no reason anymore. Mm -hmm. There's no reason. You know, we, we talk a lot about the movie that's coming out. Nothing uh, lasts forever. Nothing lasts mm -hmm. forever. I mean, these diamonds, these lab-grown diamonds, have been in the pipeline for a very long time without Longer people than knowing. Think, right? And you know, I have this executive, very successful executive, we're, we're doing a diamond ring for right now on the phone the other day. And this woman I've known for 35 years, she is brilliant, she is knowledgeable, um, and she is um, insisting on lab-created diamonds. Good for her. Well, the article came out last week in the Globe and Mail about the fact that these are um, these are a luxury product now. In my opinion, they're more luxurious than something out of a mine. Mm -hmm. And and by the way, I was reading an article this morning. I'm going to end this here, so people understand that production, rough production, is down from the mines. It's what we've been saying forever. Look, the biggest jewelers in the world, Pandora, are only using lab-created diamonds, and they're all headed in that direction. Watch for our news this week. We'll be back next week. I hope you found this fun and interesting. Um, Judy, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Try to get it. to work on time. Uh, what? Whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, excellent. I think we're going to have to do an episode on lab grown in mind because that could be a discussion, you know. Yeah. That could be a great discussion. I, really. I, I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time. Take care. We're the Diamond Chronicles. <laughs>